Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together to worship you. Father, I pray now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. Father, I pray a watch over my tongue that everything said and done will be aligned in your word and we give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. <clears throat> so it was a, a hurricane going on and the power was out and there's all kinds of craziness going on and this lady was big pregnant and she went into labor. And with all of the chaos going on, one first responder was the only guy that could make it to the house. And so he showed up and he is trying to figure out how to deliver this baby in the middle of the night, in the middle of the storm, and all the chaos going on. And there's a three-year-old little girl. So he calls the little girl over and says, Sweetheart, I really need some help. Can you hold this flashlight for me? Because I need to see what's going on. So the little girl, three-year-old, stands there and she holds the flashlight. And the first responder delivers the baby and turns him over and spanks him. Baby starts crying and everybody's so happy. And the first responder thinks for a second and says, Wow, you know, she really saw a lot. What do you think, sweetheart? And the little girl looked at him and said, I say spank him again. He shouldn't have crawled in there to start off with. <laughs> Crystal approved it. <clears throat> All right, what we're going to talk about today is seed. Um, in a lot of the parables used in the Bible, that you, you got to think, right? It's an agrarian, agrarian society, right? Everybody was, had to farm a little bit or know a farmer, right? Or you didn't eat. There wasn't an a IGA or a Piggly Wiggly or whatever to go buy food. There was a lot of, you grow your own food stuff. So when Jesus used parables about seed... Or when they talked about seed, everybody understood, right? Because when you harvested the crop, they had to skim off some of the, 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 the harvest and they held it back for seed for the next year, right? They didn't go to the seed store and figure out what kind of corn seed was for sale this year or whatever. They had to produce their own seed. And so when the Bible talks about seed, it talks about it in all kinds of ways. But what I want to talk about it is, 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 is in a, and I, I, I've told y'all this before, this is going to sound a lot like money for a lot of things, because the same way they use seed to give good examples, it's really easy in our society to say it in money, right? I don't really think that Jesus was worried about who was sowing what seed where, I think he was trying to use it as his example to understand what it is to share with other people and to use your talents and abilities and your gifts from God to bless the people around you. So when I talk about it, we're going to talk about it as money because I feel like everybody in here had seen money before, right? You, you have the concept of money. Who is calling me on the telephone? Boy, Sorry. Um, obviously don't know who I am. Telemarketer, I should have answered it. Anyway, give them some Jesus too. Um, so when we talk about it today, it's going to sound a lot like money in the descriptions that I'm talking about, right? But it's not. Romans said if it's to serve, then serve. And if it's to lead, then lead, right? It's all of your talents. So when we talk about giving into people who don't have it could be your knowledge, it could be your wisdom, it could be your talent, it could be your passion, it could be things that you have. 
Now, what I want you to understand is, is seed has a shelf life, right? So let's just say that somebody in here or somebody that you know has an unbelievable amount of knowledge on how to build, construct, and run a printing press. Is that important information? Well, not now. Was it at one point in time valuable information? Oh, it was valuable in its time. So in the same way that that knowledge of the printing press has probably passed on, your seed has a shelf life on it, right? Your knowledge, your ability, your wisdom, it has a specific place that it belongs. Your money does too. It, it rots. And I know it's starting to sound a little crazy, right? But we, we'll start, with, we'll start uh, with some scripture and then, then I think I can get it all back together and everybody won't look at me as crazy. So if you will, turn me to 2 Corinthians. That's after 1 Corinthians. And y'all quiet. <clears throat> Second Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 9 and verse 6. Right? And, and, and here again, Paul's using the same examples, right? Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or on compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Right? So let's stop right there for just a second. <clears throat> I want to read the next one. So whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. Uh, eight. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need. See, we think of resources in a finite, limited amount. God does not think of resources in a finite, limited amount. <clears throat> if you want to grow a lot of corn, you have to plant a lot of corn seed. If you want to have a lot of love in your life, you have to plant a lot of love seed. If you want financial blessings in your life, you have to sow financial seed. You can't plant tomato plants and expect cucumbers. That ain't how it works. It's not how it works. So when you have the opportunity to sow into people's life, and let's just stick with money. If when you have the opportunity to sow in people's life, Romans says it is according to your faith. But in this example, we're going to say it's according to your bank account. If you were to show, wait a minute, if I were to show up and make a financial contribution of a million dollars and write out a check for a million dollars and hand it to y'all, everybody should laugh heartedly that that is not really real. I don't have a million dollars. A million dollar check with my signature on it at the moment would be absolutely worthless. So I have to give according to my level, right? Think about when the widow woman was giving her tithe, the little copper coins. And Jesus said she gave more than everybody else. 
it's not that she financially gave more than everybody else, but to scale, she gave more of what she had than anybody else. King David said, I will not give God anything that didn't cost me something, right? It, this is not a tip. So when we sow financially, it's according to your level. And you have to look for fertile ground. I struggle with, God, I want to be exactly who you want me to be, and I want to give to who you want me to give to. And then I see people on the side of the road who I feel like are taking advantage of the system, and I go, God, do you really want me to give to those people or not? And I'm going to tell you, if I pull up and see somebody, I start praying over that right now, instantly. But more times than not, when it's moved in my spirit for me to give, it doesn't even look like a situation that there's a financial need. More times than not, I show up in places to where I'm there for a reason to give for a reason that I didn't really know before I got there. But if you read this, what we were reading right there in 2 Corinthians, so where did I stop? Who have blessed you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work as it is written. That's Psalms 112 that we're getting ready to quote. They have freely scattered, scattered their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now he who supplied seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply increase in your store of seed and enlarge your harvest of righteousness. So when you sow seed where God wants you to sow seed, he makes sure that you have seed to sow when there's time. And this whole thing, right, it's, 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 and you think about it and go, well, what, what kind of seed? Or, I mean, you know, I don't know if that was lentil or if it was barley or wheat or whatever they were sowing, right? But the idea of 2 Corinthians 9 that, Whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly, and whoever reaps, sows generously reaps generously, and that I have all that I need at every time, right? And that God supplies seed to the sower, it's all I really need to know. Because I'm going to tell you, if you believe, if you believe, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10, or 11, that if you really Believe that wholeheartedly, then you cannot outgive God. So then every opportunity arises that somebody is in some form of need. Now, this is financially, this is a need of prayer, this is a need of service, this is a need of grace, this is a need of love, this is a need of time, this is a need of conversation. <clears throat> you should be willing to show up and give exactly what they need knowing that when you do, that God has the other end of the transaction covered. <clears throat> I can't, I don't know if I can tell the story or not. <clears throat> I know of a coach who had a medical emergency and had to step away from <clears throat> being able to coach. And one of his kids that it played for him in the past, I don't know if I could tell her. <clears throat> Butt dialed him. Realized she called him, hung up. 
He called her back. Who is this? And she told him. He didn't have her number saved. Who is this? And she told him. He spent 20 minutes talking to her on the phone. <clears throat> so excited. And she could have just said, hey, I'm sorry, I butt-dialed you. I didn't really want to talk to you. But she didn't. She played along. Oh, coach, I was checking on you. I hadn't seen you. <clears throat> he texted her back later. You don't know what it meant to me to talk to you on the phone. Man, this, this ain't that daggum tough. <clears throat> you don't know what you have that is valuable to other people that you're hoarding for no reason. You don't know what you have to be able to pick up the phone and make a call and talk to somebody, to spend a little bit of time with them, to visit with them, to take them a meal, to buy their lunch. An old friend, a new friend, a stranger. It doesn't matter. If God is supplying the seed, <clears throat> how lazy are we not to be able to sow? I mean, literally. Now, if you have to go buy the seed and do the seed and tote the seed to the spreader, and that's tough. But if God is supplying it to the spreader, what actually do you have to do as your responsibility? Be obedient and faithful? Well, that would be a terrible example. To be obedient and faithful, to show up and do exactly what God called you to do? What a terrible idea. No, I'm teasing. It is a wonderful idea. We, we have to be more, and vigilance the wrong word, but ambitious or excited or, or, or I don't even know what the word is. Vigilant, looking for people to bless with your time, your money, your skill, your wisdom, your knowledge. Why not? What you doing, saving it? For what? What's the Bible say? For the rats to eat it? For it to be, uh, for it to wither away? <clears throat> we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ. In doing that, we should be about God's business. And maybe it's showing up to visit somebody in the hospital. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe somebody really does need some money. Maybe the lights aren't on. Maybe whatever. It's irrelevant, really, what it is. The need, y'all ever, ever done algebra, right? And you do like X plus 2 equals, and you have to figure out what X is. I don't care what X is. X plus U equals what God wants you to do. Whatever that is. Whatever that variable is. And like I said, it's not the same. It's not the same a level. It's not the economies of scale is actually the business term of it, right? The economies of scale. That means if the business is this big, what kind of investment you're talking about? If the business is this big, what kind of investment it is, right? So the economy of scale to you is maybe it's just a phone call. Maybe it's five dollars. Maybe it's five thousand dollars. Maybe it's fifty thousand dollars. I don't know what it is, but the economy, the scale is different. But if God is supplying the thing that is required, 
and you are just the vessel in which it transfers through, what are we doing? And you go, well, I don't really believe that anyway. God doesn't really supply the seed to the sower. And I work hard for my money, and I'm not sharing it with anybody. And I will say to you, God bless you, and you need to get on your knees and repent because you misunderstand what it is. It's not about you. Jesus said that freely you have been given and freely give. If it is, if a river runs into a body of water and nothing flows out of it, it is dead. If a river flows into it and flows back out of it, it is living water. It continues to move. And it comes in and it goes out and there's life in it. Here again, I know you keep hearing money, 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 but I'm talking about time, love, grace, faith, prayer, visit. Just, I mean, what else are you doing? Watching Days of Our Lives and Fox News? Or I don't even know. Playing on the TikTok? I mean, I, I don't get it. You are responsible for what you do every day. And you go, well, I don't see anybody that has needs around me. Then first thing you got to do is open your eyeballs Get on your face before God and go, God, I want you to put me in a situation where I want seed for the sower. I want to be the sower. If you give me seed, I'll sow. And maybe it's tomatoes today or sweet corn or whatever. But you have to be willing to show up and do what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> it, I, I told y'all, we will come back to 2 Corinthians, but I told y'all right there to he actually is quoting Psalms 112, right? The, 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 Paul is quoting Psalms 112 right there. So if you, if you flip over to Psalms 112, right? And, and, and this is an anonymous author. But just, just listen to, I'm, I'm going to read like the first nine verses. Psalms 112, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and find great delight in his commands. For their children will be mighty in the land. And the generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches in their houses. And their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light drawn, <clears throat> light drawn for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely. Who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will, fear no they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure and will have no fear in the end. Well, <clears throat> they will look up and triumph on their foes. For they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, and their righteous endures forever. That, that's, anybody want to be created, counted in that group? They're gifts to the poor. Now, let me, let me tell you something. All right, so, so <clears throat> I'll make you a deal. Y'all ever seen that stupid show, Make a Deal, Let's Make a Deal? Let's make a deal. We won't have no buzzer behind door number two. Well, let's make a deal. How about if somebody offered you $100 million, and it's yours free and clear, and you can have it today, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow? Anybody take the deal? $100 million, 
but you don't get to wake up tomorrow. All right, $100 million, but you don't get to wake up next Monday, not tomorrow. You get it for one week. Is it worth it? So what is valuable? Is it money? All right, how about we'll give you the biggest, most luxurious island home on whatever island you want to come up with, and it's yours free and clear with servants and beaches and cooks, but you don't get to wake up after next Monday. You take the deal? You can have the nicest car on the planet, the, the million-dollar Ferrari or the Ashton Martin or the whatever, but you don't get to drive it but one day. See, what's more valuable is the time that we have on the earth, right? There's not, is anybody in here willing to sell everything they got for $100 million and live a week? No. How about a year? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. How about a year? $100 million for a year. No. See, we value the wrong things. What we really have is time, and it's limited. So if you think that you're saving up your money or you're saving up your knowledge or you're saving up your stuff and somehow later it's going to benefit you, I'm going to go ahead and tell you you better get to sow and seed. Because if you really won't, well, well let's, Uncle Mike, let's say you harvest all the corn this year and you keep none of it for seed and you keep no seed money and you have to have that corn for seed. Does that help you? No. How about if you keep all of it for seed and you store it in the barn? How about in three years? Is that seed still going to be good? No. This year's crop is next year's seed. And next year's seed turns into next year's crop. And then you can't take three years ago's seed and make next year's crop because it's no good. It's spoiled, it's gone. Its window of opportunity is closed. You can't take what, you can't store it up and hold it and expect later that it's going to be good. See, that's not how it works. God supplies seed for the sower. God doesn't supply seed for the people who are going to sow. Sower. Now, current. So if there is something in your life that is lacking, whether it's attention or love or grace or money or whatever, I would try to figure out a way to sow some of that. Right? If you were trying to steal my wife, you would figure out how to sow watermelon seed. Because I don't think anybody could like get her with like the free candy on the side of a white band. I don't think they're luring Crystal in. But if they had a big old juicy, delicious, red, ripe, w wonderful watermelon, there's a chance. Crystal's willing to bite. I mean, just for, I mean, does she get to eat all of it or not? I mean, because Crystal loves a watermelon. So if Crystal wants watermelon, she needs to sow watermelon seed. Now, if Crystal wants watermelon, what she needs to do is kiss me on the cheek every once in a while, and then there's a new watermelon that keeps showing up at my house. And if I want to see Crystal's beautiful smile and those dimples, there's a watermelon that keeps showing up at my house because I know how to plant seed. I know what kind of seed is necessary in this relationship, and it is watermelon. 
and to keep the grass cut and, you know, if I could keep the dirty clothes off the floor, that would also be beneficial. But watermelon is the number one seed. I understand how this works. And I'm not a watermelon grower. But I know that nice gentleman in Bono for about eight bucks will sell you one, and they are fantastic. And I have become a student of how to pick a watermelon. I hate watermelon. I don't like the way it smells. I don't want it on my hands, but I can cut it up like a champ, and I can pick out the best watermelon. I spend time researching what makes the best watermelon. Not because I like watermelon, because I don't like watermelon. Because my person, she likes watermelon a lot. That's what seed is required. So if you're in a situation where you feel like not, it's not going your way, then you need to start figuring out what seed you need to put in the ground. Now, buying watermelons from the stand in Bono is pretty quick, easy fix, right? But a lot of times um, you plant seed and then the next day you come back and there's a harvest. See, that's the problem, right? People don't believe 2 Corinthians because they want to plant seed today and see ripe, beautiful harvest tomorrow. Well, you don't understand. I gave the lady at Walmart 20 bucks last week, and I ain't got any blessed me a single time. When you get to the idea, let, let, let's flip to Romans. I, I'm running out of time, but I, I, I want to make sure that we get the. Wait a minute, time out. We we, we can't quite go to Romans yet. I, I got to get Matthew in, and then we'll go to Romans real quick. Uh, Matthew chapter six in, in verse one, and, and Jesus is talking. It says, "Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. That if you do, you will have no reward." So when you give a gift, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. For truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right? See, let me, let me tell you, we struggle with this. We struggle with this verse right here. Our church struggles with this verse right here. Because on one hand, I want you to know all the people that our tithes and offerings touch. I do. I, I mean, I really do. And on the other hand, this right here is why there's not more of a detailed breakdown of what we do. That left hand and the right hand, they, they don't know. This church pours resources into our community. If there is somebody in need, we hunt them down and help them. It is our goal, right? It is our mission that we are going to tithe on what's taken in, right? But, but it's not announced. Y'all ever heard somebody announce that we gave something to somebody? A large portion of what we spend a year is given to people in need, Right? I'm not, I'm just telling you, that's what we do as a church. But that's what you should be doing too. You don't need to go do something nice for somebody and then go put it on Facebook. Have y'all seen that lately? Like the people on Facebook, they want to walk up to somebody and go, hey, hey, I, I see you're in trouble. Let me, let me give you some money. Like and follow for more. Man, come on. That's not how it works. Right? So, so you, you got to know this, right? I need you to sow seed 
And I'm not saying you got to do it in the dark. You don't have to be shady or underhanded. You don't have to, but, but it, it is not what trumpets to be announced in front of everybody that, hey, look, I, I gave away $250 last week to people that you don't even, that, that's not how this works. God does not like somebody who is proud and brags. He does not. So, 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 so I, I can't preach this sermon without Matthew 6 right here. Understand that you, what you do is between you and God. And you are the vessel. If you want to be the seed for the, if you want seed for the sower, then you need to get the sowing. But you need to understand the rules. All right, flip. Now back to Romans. <clears throat> um, Romans twelve three, and, and this all kind of brings it back together. For by grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we may, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. For we had different gifts, and according to grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. And if it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. And if it's to lead, to do um, diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, I didn't read all the words in the middle, but y'all got what I'm saying. What you sow is not necessarily money. It could be encouragement. It could be leadership. It could be serving. There is nothing worse than you having the seed necessary to fulfill somebody's situation or to help them, right? What did the Bible say? To go and be fed and don't do anything for it, right? It's nothing worse than you having what's necessary, the encouragement, the leadership, the service, <clears throat> the money, the time, the effort, the grace, the love, the compassion that your fellow man needs and you stand and look at them scornfully and allow them to suffer exactly where they are. Every time I am ever in any kind of situation <clears throat> to where I have an opportunity to bless somebody, I get this, I mean... And it's not about physical feeling, I know, but this endorphin rush to think, oh, God, you put me here exactly for this day, for right now. I'm right there. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, it, and, it's, and sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's helping people. Sometimes it's sharing the gospel. Sometimes it's telling them that you love them. Sometimes it's just spending time talking to them. Freely you have been given, freely give. And if you sow sparingly a couple of seeds here and there, don't expect to reap except for sparingly. So if there's a part in your life that you feel like this hollow, this empty, this unfulfilled, I'd go back and look, see if what kind of seed you've been so sowing. If you planted your whole garden and you wanted some cucumbers and you plant two little cucumber seeds and then... That plant didn't, it died or it got, the weeds ate it or it didn't get enough water and you didn't get any cucumbers. Whose fault is it? 
It'd be your fault. You want cucumbers? You plant cucumber seed. You want tomatoes? Well, most people plant tomato plants. Corn, watermelons, grace, love, peace, kindness. What seed are you sowing? Is it financial? Sure, sometimes. Is it all the other stuff included too? You better believe it. Don't sow sparingly. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. Father, I pray that we become better sowers, Father, that we look for opportunities for fertile ground to sow into folks, Father, and we just give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.